The message you're about to listen to is produced by Sierra Iso Media. Amen. Praise God. Now, we are going to be looking into the Word of God concerning business. Business. And um, like I've always told you, in the world, there is what we call many power. Many power. Many power. In the world, wealth is influence. Wealth is also power. In a natural world, there's what we call financial authority. Financial authority. And the more you succeed in the natural world, the more influence you have with people. See? And you've got to know that. Because a lot of God's children, let's read Proverbs 22, 6 to 7. And um, a lot of God's children are unaware of this. Look at this. This is something you should train your child. It says, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, he will not depart from it. Verse 7. It says, the rich rule it over the poor. You see that? You train your child to know this. And a Jewish child has been trained to have that understanding that from age 12, money doesn't fall from trees. Money is something you, cre- you, 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 you earn or create by adding value. See, the natural child from African setting, what he thinks about is this entitlement mentality. It's all over Africa. Whether it's South Africa, whether it's Nigeria, there's an entitlement mentality. And we need to teach and train our children to know that, hey, boy, you better create value so you can have many. And when you don't have many, influence in this world might be difficult. And the borrower is servant to the lender. Train your child not to borrow. See? The, if you look at it, it actually means the rich governs the poor. Do you know you can't run for office without money? How can a poor man run for governorship? He can't. Or presidency. I've seen it. He needs money to make posters and end bills. Am I right? You see that? Then he says, the borrower is slave to the lender. It's my prayer that at the end of this series, you will rule in your sphere. Amen? Because money is neutral. Money takes on the character of its owner. If the owner is wicked, then money will do wicked things. If the owner is caring, then money will do caring things. You see that? I said, you see that? All right. Now, we've been dealing with business, and I don't want to belabor our definitions because of time. And, um, but because of those who are here for maybe the first time, we said um, business is from the word business. Business Ecclesiastes 1 verse 13, the ESV, and it also refers to your productive preoccupation. 
That's based on 1 Thessalonians 4, 11 and 12. It means your responsibility based on Genesis 16, verse 6, the message translation, and 1 Samuel 17, verse 28. Your business means your work, your business occupation, based on Esther 3, verse 9, the ESV, and Deuteronomy 24, verse 5. Five, a business is an organized system of activities engaged in for the purpose of meeting a need or providing a service at a price in order to make profits, based on Luke 19, 11 to 16, the ESV. All right. Now, we learned that we live life in levels and we arrive in stages. Can you remember? And based on Genesis 26, 12 to 14, we notice that you can keep on progressing. See? Give it to us, please. The Bible tells us of the man Isaac, then Isaac sowed in that land and received in the same year an hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. Now, notice he received the hundredfold before the Lord blessed him. Come on now. It says, and the Lord blessed him. Next verse. And the man waxed great and went forward and grew until he became very great. Now you see, there are levels of greatness. The man waxed great. He went forward and he became very great. So we can see that success is progressive. Success is progressive. Success is a journey. Success is in levels. See, it's in levels. Never consider that you've arrived. No matter what level of success you get to, never consider that you've arrived. See? Now, give it to me in the New Living Translation. New Living Translation. It says, he became a very rich man and his wealth continued to grow. Hallelujah. Give us the MSG before we read verse 14. It says, the man got richer and richer by the day until he was very wealthy. Verse 14, please. It says, for he had the possession of flocks and the possession of heads and great store of servants and the Philistines envied him. Eventually, the entire nation made a covenant with him through the king because the man was so successful. And my prayer for you is that you're going to be so successful for God's glory that nations will surrender to Christ in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? All right. Remember, it's for God's glory, right? Okay. Jesus came that we might have life and have it how? More abundantly. That's John 10.10. 10. In 2 Corinthians 3 verse 18, the Bible tells us that we are changed from glory, what? To glory. So there are levels of life. So life is in levels. Praise God. And if you refuse to grow, the, the amazing thing about life is this, is that if you refuse to grow, there is no stationary place in life. In life, you're either increasing or decreasing. See, I was teaching them about the progression in one of our meetings, and um, I was watching a training, and they spoke about the fact that you go like this in life. Let me use this part. You go like this in life, and once you play tall, and stay like this, you're going to come down. You're not going to remain like that. You're going to come down. Because life is emotion. See? And a lot of times, we just feel, okay, I've gotten to this level of money, and um, let me just relax now. You're going to come down. 
There's no static. Those of you who feel that, okay, with the money I have, I'll just have a car. And, uh, and don't forget, there's inflation in life. 5,920 years ago, today, may be around 500 naira or 5 naira. Am I right? Can you remember those days that we used to buy five kobo bread? How many of you can remember five kobo bread? Okay, some of you don't, can, they don't even know what kobo is. <laughs> they are new generation children. They are WhatsApp and Facebook. There's a time there was no WhatsApp. If you are going to send a letter, you post it. And may God be merciful that letter gets to its destination. Thank God for technology. So we began talking about next level strategies. We said, number one, you have to expand your vision, which is very, very important. You move in the direction of what you see in your heart. So if you have nothing in your heart, you move towards nothing. And um, two, enlarge your thinking. Enlarge your thinking. We say when you elevate your thinking, you elevate your life. We talked about how to broaden your thinking, fresh revelation, meditation on the word of God, and take a trip to see people and places who are doing what you, what you want to do or have done what you intend to do. Number three, increase your wisdom. That was where we were last week. Increase your wisdom. Now, we're going to look at something here in um, Proverbs 24, verse 3. And this is so important. It says, through wisdom is an house builded, and by understanding it is what established. Give it to me in the Amplified. It says, give it to me, through skillful and godly wisdom is a house, a life, a home, a family, it'd be okay if we say a business built. So wisdom is the foundation for lasting success. Say wisdom. Wisdom is strategic insight that gives you competitive advantage. You see that? It gives you competitive advantage. A lot of people don't know the importance of wisdom. Wisdom is not knowledge because some of you will come to knowledge later. Wisdom is not knowledge. Some of you think wisdom is knowledge. No. You see, knowledge is the acquisition of facts. We will deal with that later. See, it's the, but wisdom is the ability to use facts intelligently. See, if the knowledge you have is not increasing you financially, making you healthy, then all you have is main knowledge, not wisdom. Because wisdom profits. You see that? Many of us just accumulate knowledge. That is not wisdom. See, you can have a good idea and launch it at the wrong time because you lacked wisdom. So we said wisdom is doing the right thing at the right time, give it to me, for the right reasons. See, and um, we looked at Ecclesiastes 8 and we looked at verse 5 and... Um, Look at this. It says, whoso keepeth the commandment shall feel no evil thing. A wise man, a wise man's heart designed both time and judgment. Verse 6. Because to every purpose there is time and judgment. 
Therefore, the misery of man is great upon him. Why is the business not doing well for lack of wisdom? You see that now? So why, why is the business struggling? You lack wisdom. Apostle, how do I get wisdom? Good question. Number one, through prayer. See, because a lot of Christian people do not pray and ask God for wisdom. And in my reading of successful business people who are believers in Christ, they pray and ask God for wisdom. Lord, show me what I need to do to go to the next level, to come on this, to come on this challenge, James 1, 5. He says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. See, he's not going to believe us. You come to a point, you don't know, begin from verse 2, so you can see now, James 1, 2. He says, my brethren, can I not enjoy when you fall into diverse temptations? Well, challenges. See, your business challenge is so challenging. Next verse, verse, verse 3. It says, knowing this, that the trying of your faith, walk at patience. Verse 4. But let patience have a perfect work that you may be perfect the entire one thing. Not in verse 5. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. See, the challenge, if you find out you're going through the same challenge again and again and again and again and again, you need to ask some questions. And he asked the Lord, Lord, why am I going through this? Show me why, I'm, why how, how am I messing up the things? And he says, this is the way to go. You see that? Because a lot of you don't ask questions. See, You don't ask God, Lord, why is my business not working? You take a day or two, you pray. Let God show you. And he tells you, this is it. I was reading about the business. Okay, I'll come to that later, but let me just share this testimony. Yesterday I was watching TV, and um, it's a business kind of program about work and business. And this man, he was into the investment. He's a, he manages funds, and he wasn't doing well. So he called the man of God there. The man got in there and said, um, I perceive there's this thing about your business that there's a spirit in this environment that tells people not to trust you. And he prayed a simple prayer, about 10 minutes. And the next day, a very wealthy man called him, big shot, and said, um, I want to give you my money to manage. I think I can trust you. Now notice, yesterday, something shifted. And a wealthy man called him and said, now I think I can trust you. See, wisdom. Lord, why am I here? Why, why, why are there no customers coming to my shop? Your goods are good, but nobody's coming. Now you need wisdom. So God shows you the reason for this crisis. Are you following me? And he says it shall be given to him. He said, I give it to all men. He said, let him ask of God, I give it to all men liberally. And I pray that it shall be given him. So when you ask God for wisdom, he's going to do what? He's going to give you. You can also say Ephesians 1.17. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. He will show you what to do. He will show you what to do. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Colossians 9 says this. It says that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will. Notice this. You know, wisdom and spiritual understanding. Look at this. That you may walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work. See, you begin to function accurately. Just on function accurately. Yeah, that's where wisdom comes in. Number two, you get wisdom from the word. 
wisdom from the word. And this is so important. So important. God's men that have succeeded in business have known one thing for sure. That if they are going to succeed with God, they must play by the rules. And God's rules is his word. See, they must play by the rules. See, so important. God's men that are doing well in business, boy, they are all tithers. I don't think it's a coincidence. Am I right? Is it a coincidence? It's not a coincidence. Hallelujah. They play by the rules. You get wisdom from the word of God. 2 Timothy 3.15 says the word of God is able to make you wise. It's able to make you wise. See, you want to be wise? Then you spend time on the word of God. See, because you will see strategies like Colgate. I told you about Colgate. From the word, you learn strategies on how to run his business. Some of the small business in America, we use Colgate in Nigeria. Now, even after he has passed on, Why? Because he gained wisdom from the word. Tell us on gain wisdom from the word. Psalm 119, let's begin from verse 98 to 100 very quickly. It says, through thy commandments. It says, thou through thy commandments have made me wiser than my enemies. Strategic advantage. See, you want, you want to succeed in business then? Wisdom, wisdom. You're studying the word, you should do like this. You're reading. And you, you notice how Joseph saved 20%. Then you say, I'm, I'm, I'm going to save 20% my business. Then you're saving, you have a savings account where you save money, you don't touch that one. Then there's a big opportunity, you acquire. See, most people don't save in business. The Bible says a fool spends all that he has. In the house of the wise, there's wine and oil. But a fool spends it all. A fool, the guy makes money, but all the money he makes, he spends it. You're looking at the fool. If Mark Zuckerberg spent all his money, there'll be no Facebook where it is today. In fact, they were living in a very small apartment. They were, they were living as though they were poor. Why they were breaking through and breaking through until now there's so much excess. Somebody just makes more money. I just, I just hit contract. I just hit, I hit, I, I hit, I hit two million. And they go find one car. And you forget that when you drive a car out of where you bought it, it loses 70% of its value. When you return the car and say, I don't need the car, they say, they don't, don't worry, we'll buy it back from you at this price. Ah, I just dropped, eh, it has gone out. A young man made about 20 million naira, and uh, he was in wealth. And um, he didn't understand strategic advantage. He, he, he was an investor into Forex and things like that. And um, he, he, I think there was a time, according to his story, there was no network where he was. He didn't know what was happening. And he had bought a car to show off his wealth. 
So when he lost everything, he drove the car back. When he told him how much you buy the car, I said, well, I bought it from here. He said, there's no problem. This is how much you're going to buy your car. Because I was teaching them that day. I said, there are certain things you buy first before you think of a car. One of them is land. Because your land increases in value every year. Your car depreciates every year. See? Oh, it's pulling now? All right. Thank you. All right. Why did it pull out? Am I having most of the work? Let me see. All right. And that destroys the video. That means the video cannot be sold. Wow. I'll use the other one next time. Okay. So, now, look at this. This thing I'm telling you about land, you've you got to look at it when it comes to strategic advantage. Land increases in value. So, the first thing is to buy land before you think of a car. Because when you're in trouble somehow in your business, what you could you do? You sell the land. They call it a store value. See, you, 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 your money is there. Let's say this is two million or five million you bought it. And there's a challenge later. Now the land is 10 million. wisdom. It says, thou hast made me wiser than mine enemies, for they are ever with me. I wish there's, if there's a politician here, I want to give one quick advice. Not today. Next verse. I have more understanding than all my teachers for your testimonies and my meditation. Verse 100, please. I understand more than the ancient because I keep thy precepts. So the word of God, prayer, the word, very, very important. Number three, the voice of the spirit. See, if you're going to have strategic advantage in business, you must listen to the voice of the spirit. Because all losses can be traced to disobedience. All losses not all challenges the devil will attack but all losses are traceable to disobedience Isaiah 48 let's look at verse 16 into 17 it says come ye near unto me hear ye this I have not spoken in secret from the beginning from the time that it was there am I and now the Lord God and his spirit has sent me next verse please it says thus said the Lord I redeemer the holy one of Israel for I am the Lord thy God which teacheth thee to what to profit notice that the spirit has sent me see there are people who are experiencing losses today because they do not have access to the flow of instruction from the spirit I shared with you some time ago about a woman from Singapore she is one of the wealthiest women in the world she's a believer she has two scriptures to live their lives by lives her life by John 10 10 and Ephesians 3 20 and this woman something interesting happened she moved up scale just I think it was after the recession before the recession she had instruction from the spirit of God she had an intuition and a hunch and um, to remove our investments from certain nations. 
And the big magazines in the world mocked her. The big business people mocked her. They said they don't know why she's making that, what kind of decisions she's making. When the recession came in, boom, and started affecting nations, and her assets went up because she didn't lose. They said, asking her, how did you know? See, some of you just do what everybody's doing. Someone says, and this thing they move, oh, you carry money and invest in it. You didn't consult with the Holy Ghost. And now something goes wrong and everybody loses in the MMMs and you two are losing. See, because you didn't listen to the Spirit. All losses are traceable to disobedience. See, there are many of you who invested heavily in MMM. I've heard some who sold their cars, sold houses, sold lands, that by the time the money comes back and it never came back. And there's a new one now called Better Than MMM. Have you received their email? Or you've not received? I received Better Than MMM. I said, the fact that MMM is there means they're brothers. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. See, strategic insight. I will teach you to profit, he says. Then he says, and lead thee by the way thou shouldest go. So why is a business having losses? You are not following what the Lord tells you to do. I remember a guy called Robert Thumb. And... Um, he knew this his friend was into real estate and he, he, had, he knew by the spirit of God, he said, buy that land and see there's going to be highways and, and roads built around that, but just buy that land and leave it. So the man bought it. When he sold it, he made a lot of money. It teached thee to profit. Many of us don't have any relationship with God because what has God got to do with business? Come on now. Jesus said, do business that I come. That means Jesus is interested in your business. He wants you to succeed. Look at it here. He teaches you to profit. God is not against profit. God is against exploitation. When you buy this viral for 2,000 naira, you say this one is 20,000 naira. So why? You say, I thought it was 2,000. No, that one is China. This is America. And you know what you're selling is China. The Bible tells us that he'll gotten well to come to nothing. So if you come to nothing, they're the first generation, second, it will definitely come to nothing. There are companies of 100 years old that have been brought to zero, zero, zero. It's, the scripture cannot be broken. But then you're burning made off or whatever you're. you're exploiting people, stealing for deceiving people, you would def this scripture cannot be broken. If you don't come to nothing in your time, your children will come to nothing. That's the way it works. God's word will not fall to the ground. Are you out there? All right. Let's run very quickly. So another thing, um, you can get my, my series on wisdom and uh, to build from there. We spoke about Solomon and how Solomon through wisdom became greater than all the kings and more influential. He said, be creative, be innovative. Don't just do things the way that's always been done. See, your uniqueness is your selling point. Your uniqueness is your selling point. 
See, don't just do things the way it has always been done. Now, before Facebook, there were other social media apps. Some of you cannot even remember some. There were some other ones before Facebook. And when Facebook came on, it just took over. They were strategic. See, your uniqueness is your selling point. And I told you sometime ago, Facebook is not Twitter. And neither is Facebook WhatsApp. See, because at a point, I don't know whether we still continue to do it, Facebook used to sell data to companies that use them for advertisements and for politicians. And what easier way to get your number than WhatsApp? And more and more now, internet services say, open with your number. The safest way to protect is with your number. And it's the truth because it's your number. Nobody can have your number to open it. And But when you use your number to open it, they have your number. How many of you have received texts from Facebook sometimes? That so-and-so wants to be your friend, so-and-so wants to... How did they get your number? Because you browse with your phone. And they have access to your contacts. Strategic. See, many of you are not thinking. You have, you, you have a client. This is your client. He's your biggest client. What do you know about your client? Nothing. Someone says, if you reach a man's heart, you'll reach his hand. In other words, they'll open their hand to you. So, this is your biggest client. He, he, he buys things from you very, very much. Have you tried to find out when his birthday is? Or his anniversary? Any man's birthday comes and he sees you, maybe you and one of your staff or you and your wife come and say, today is your birthday, we just came and uh, just to let you know that we appreciate you and all that, thank you so much for being our, our, our biggest client and all the people like us, you're our biggest client and uh, you, you, you have helped us stay in business, you have helped, you, you have, you have, he's coming to buy more. Wisdom. No other organization or business has done that for him but you. I shared that in church one day. Before I knew it, Banks Nigeria started sending people a birthday message. So one way or another, they're listening to my message. I don't know how, whether you're the people telling them. Better use it. Do you know Banks sent you a birthday message? I taught it in church. So don't play down on what you're hearing here. You're writing notes, say, uh, birthday, put birthday. Your biggest, your biggest clients, your biggest clients. Hallelujah. All right, let's do number four. Increase your knowledge and your expertise on your job. Increase your knowledge and your expertise on your job. 
Ecclesiastes 10, verse 10. Ecclesiastes 10, verse 10. It says, if the iron be blunt and it does not wet the edge, then must he put to more strength. But wisdom is profitable to direct. Now give it to me in the NIV. Look at this. It says, if the axe is dull and its hedge unsharpened, more strength is needed, but skill will bring what? Success. So your current level of results reflects your current level of expertise. I remember the challenge between um, two people. They were to cut down trees. Some of you may have read that. And um, the young guy had strength. So he was just chopping down trees. He noticed that the old man will cut, then rest and sharpen. At the end of the day, the, the old man cut more trees than the young guy. He was cutting, he will rest, he will sharpen. I want to ask you a simple question. When last did you read a book that has to do with your kind of business? 88% of all successful people read every day. 88%. Only 3% of unsuccessful people read every day. Look at the stats. 88. Read every day. How many percent? 88. How many of you read yesterday? I don't mean newspaper. Something that will give money to you. Okay. Most of us do not read. How many of you read on Friday? Something that will bring money to you. It's almost the same hand here. The rest, just because hard work, hard work, hard work. It's not hard work, it's smart work. Smart work. There were many other search engines before Google came. In fact, some of them, their names you can't even remember anymore. Knowledge. Knowledge. Last night I was reading last night. All right. He says, if the axe is dull and his head unsharpened, more strength. Is it getting more difficult? Then go for expertise. Go for skill. Ecclesiastes, give, give, me, give, me, give me in the NLT, then I'll look at some things here so we can run. It says, um, it says using a dull axe requires great strength. So do what? Sharpen the blade. How, how effective are you? I used to tell people, I said, knowledge is the knowing that gives you an edge. See, knowledge is the knowing that gives you an edge. It says, it, it, using a dull axe requires great strength. So sharpen the blade. That's the value of wisdom. That's the value of wisdom. It helps you to succeed. Now, give me Ecclesiastes 10, verse 15. Knowledge. 
So important. It says, the labor of the foolish, you see hard work? The labor of the foolish wearied every one of them. Because we think success is just by hard work. That's what we think. If you work hard enough, the truck pusher is working really hard. But without a systematic plan and a strategy, he might die a truck pusher. You see that? I believe in hard work. I work hard. But it says the labor of the foolish wearied every one of them. It calls him the foolish. Why? The Bible says fools despise knowledge. The Bible says fools hate knowledge. Give me Proverbs 1 verse 7 and Proverbs 1 22. It says, it says um, the, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. You see that? You, you say, you, you, say um, you, 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 have, you have wisdom. You don't read. You like it. Because the Bible says a wise man will increase in learning. So if you're not increasing in learning, you don't have wisdom. And if you don't have wisdom, you are what? I never said so. You said so. You see that? Give me verse 22. It says... How long you simple ones really love simplicity and the scorners are light in their scorning and fools do what? Hate knowledge. If you love something, you'll be addicted to it. See, knowledge, did you read yesterday? Nope. Did you read next week? Nope. I'm walking. I'm a walking man. They ask someone and say, what is the key to success? Says the key. So what is the key? Keep educating yourself. K-E-Y. That's the key to success. I remember something I learned many years ago as a young man that the secret of success, secret of success is constant improvement. And that's the truth. Are you better than where you were yesterday? Are you better than where you were last week? Are you better? One person that pushed me many years ago to go for knowledge was Bishop David Olaniyo Yeribo. When he said it before every sermon, he reads four books. Ah, something jumped inside of me. Four books before one sermon. I said, I read it. One time I read, I read, I read, I read. I read 22 books. I'm trying, I'm trying to beat that record. Because I've seen that it's possible to read 30 books in a month when you do the kind of job I do. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, I, I may not be able to do it, but that's my goal. 30 books a month. You're looking at me, see down there. Now, how did Dale Kennedy become what he became? It was research. He was teaching in YMCA. And his students asked him a question. How do we solve worry problems? And began to research about how to overcome worry. The book became a bestseller. The rest is history. 
Now sit down there. He was walking and seeing that he was going nowhere. He said his wardrobe, there used to be cockroaches. That when you want to pick a tie, all the tie be covered with cockroaches. You know that kind of situation. He said in the restaurant he was eating, he's sure that most of the things they are serving there, cockroaches are cockroach infested. Keep educating yourself. You don't read nothing. You want a title. If that's what you go after, go on for politics. Want to shape the whole world? The whole world? You need knowledge. You need knowledge. You need knowledge. You need knowledge. I've been privileged to teach people that command millions. Just from church here. They saw me and sent for me and I went to teach. And somebody was so blessed. I told her the testimony. He said, you need to come to Brazil to do what you're doing here. Keep educating yourself. If I was just a pastor, hallelujah. Who tell me to go and teach business? They'll come to come and dance. Hallelujah. Let me end with this for today. I will continue next, next time. If you are not getting better, you are getting worse. If you are not getting better, you are what? You are getting worse. Dedicate yourself to personal growth. That's the way to go from rags to riches. Dedicate yourself to personal growth. That's the way to go from rags to riches. I remember I told you some time ago about a man that, um, um, let me even start from Peter J. Daniels, who was one time the richest man in Australia, worth $9 billion. He never went to school. He got saved at the age of 26, learned to read at the age of 26. At 16, he was in primary one. He was mentally retarded. So when he got born again, he realized that nobody has a better brain than he does. So what he did was that he began reading the dictionary. He had three dictionaries, one in his car, one in his throne room, and one in the sitting room. And he would take a word and he would ask three different people because he's not sure you know what you're talking about. Because you, you people dress up and they don't know anything. They asked the guy, he said, um, they said, how many um, countries are in Africa? He said, there's a Jebu, there's a Loring, there's a Badon. And there's a Beokuta. And the, the woman said, I said, how many countries are in Africa? In Africa, he said, they are diversified. <laughs> With his English, he was speaking. He knew nothing. So not everybody that's wearing a suit or dress knows what they're talking about. They asked the man, said, uh, um, where's the kidney? He said, kidney? It's when you ask someone, are you kidding me? <laughs> oh... See, you better read before you embarrass yourself on the streets. Hallelujah. Tell someone, educate yourself. Yeah, and this man educated himself. Never went to school. Addresses the UN. He was in real estate. Moved out of real estate. He was making easy money too much. And took on a, 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 a greater challenge. 
So if you say because I did not go to school, you're lazy. You need some mental sweat. New information leads to new inspiration. New information leads to new inspiration. And new inspiration can lead to new innovation. New information leads to new inspiration. And new, new inspiration can lead to new innovation. So you become, you become innovative. Read books on your areas of interest. Start reading. Start reading. Start reading. Start reading. Let me give you a few scriptures and we'll wrap this up so we can prepare for the next service. Look at this. The Bible says very clearly here in Isaiah 5 verse 13, it says, my people are gone into captivity. Why? Because what? They have no knowledge. So what is limiting you and I is what? Knowledge. Our current limitation is based on our current level of knowledge. If I increase my level of knowledge, I'll increase my capacity for success. Are you out there? All right. Well, now we've already learned Hosea 4 verse 6, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Then in 11 32, it says the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploit. Second Peter 1 verse 2, the Bible says grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Then look at Proverbs 24 verse 4 and I will end it for today. Proverbs 24 verse 4. Now let me read the living Bible to you because this is one thing that destroys businesses. Listen to this. This is for business people. Any enterprise, any enterprise, say any enterprise, is built by wise planning. You see that? Then he says, become strong through common sense and profit wonderfully by keeping abreast of the facts. Did you see that? By paying attention to details in your business. It says you profit wonderfully. That the reason why we are failing, we're not keeping abreast of the facts. Take a piece of paper and write the system of your business. Let me explain. You take one. This business, how does it run? I buy my goods from so-and-so. Two, I bring them to the shop. Three, you write it, write your entire, write out your entire process and think it through. How can this be done in a better way to make more money? You're keeping abreast of the facts. I rest my case in this service. Thank you for listening to this message. As we preach the full message of this new life, our goal is to raise the people who are like Jesus by exposing them to the influence of God's word and his spirit in an atmosphere of love so that they may be able to take the love of God, the word of God, and the healing power of God 
to every individual within their sphere of contact. For more information on how you can get other messages by Apostle David Wale Fesso, visit us at Charismatic Renaissance International Church, Kilometer 9 and 10, along Isaac Boro Expressway, Birubulu, Yenegua Bayosu State. You can also visit our website at crichurch.org. Follow us on Facebook at Charismatic Renaissance or call 0803-382-7072 or 0805-120-4708. God bless you.